to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Hi, guys. This is Life and Death. This is Life and Death. This is the podcast, Life and Death podcast. Remember Life and Death. Remember Life and Death. And I'm Mark. And I am Elliot. And today, and... on our podcast, Life and Death... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hold on to your mustaches. Hold on to your mustaches, women. Because we are going to be talking about Twilight Reimagined Life and Death. The 10th anniversary. Yeah. Edition. Chapters 1 through 11. And in honor of this gender swap book of a thing, we ourselves have swapped. (laughs) Is this the most insensitive thing we've ever done? No. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I'm going for it. For all of you just podcast listeners... We have fashioned ourselves our very own mustaches. <laughs> Emily did a few different tries. Yeah. I just cut and taped. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like yours. <laughs> Emily's going for the, the, the chief the, yeah, look. Yeah, the Charlie mustache. And mine is like a kind of a Wyatt Earp thing going on here. Yeah. So. We, You're welcome. We are making sure that we're sticking with, we're on brand. Mm-hmm. So we are gender swapped and the book is gender swapped. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it. Yes. Today we're going to do chapters 1 through 11. Mm-hmm. And then next week we'll... No. Yes. No. Yeah. Next week we'll do 12 through whatever the last chapter is. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. So one thing that my brain keeps doing with this book is it keeps plugging in the real 
names. Mm. I can't just like make new people have these names. It's always like oh, that weird. is this person. So you're not it's not just their name too. You're like it's that I am plugging in the people to okay. where they're supposed to go and I can't help okay. it. Okay. Well it took me a couple chapters to stop doing that. I was kind of doing it originally because I was like I had to orient myself to where I was because I know the story of Twilight so well. Mm-hmm. But I was like I have to get oriented here. Once I decided to really really visualize these people in my own way of what they look like uh it helped Mm -hmm. so then I was like because she does Stephanie Meyer does a great job of describing their physical attributes right uh except for Bo's nope which like I still don't know what Bo looks like he has blue eyes barely learned he has blue eyes yeah but like Mm -hmm. I don't know what he looks like so to me he just looks he's tall and he's normal American boy mm-hmm. look. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, he's really cute, but he's just beau. But I have a very clear picture of what Edith looks like, and I, you know, I have a pretty good idea of what everybody else looks mm-hmm. like. Which is what I did was I just took their movie counterparts and made them into the other gender. Mm-hmm. So, it was kind of a thing. Cool. Um, but I did have a hard time at first because mm-hmm. I was like oh no who is this instead of just like reading it and being like this is a new story and these are characters because I was like I have to know who this person is before I can stick them into the story so that was kind of an interesting thing to yeah. work through I mean I read this book when it first came out and it's been like five years mm-hmm. since the release but when I had read it I hadn't just read Twilight so I feel oh. like I had previously had an easier time yeah creating new people but since it's so fresh that I probably just feel like I yeah. could I can't that would have made it easier for me too because yeah I wouldn't have been like I am the expert of every word of Twilight mm-hmm. so yeah that's really smart yeah. and I'd never read it before so I'm really loving it. Yeah. So we have a cute foreword. Oh my gosh. I read... At the beginning. Yes. I read the foreword uh, and I just was like, oh my gosh, this woman loves us. She does. She loves her fans. Mm-hmm. And I I get that, man. I didn't know what that was like, but now I'm like, I get that. Like, how do you... It's so hard to conceptualize having people who like something that you made up Mm -hmm. it's bizarre Mm -hmm. and it's hard to get used to but man when she talks to us like she starts it out saying hello lovely reader Mm -hmm. which I mean that's whatever but I love it it's beautiful yeah so the reason that this book exists is because Stephanie got kind of tired of everyone saying that this story only works and that Bella is such a damsel in distress and she needs uh, any boy she can find to save her because she can't do anything by herself, Mm -hmm. which isn't true. Not at all. I read that and I was like, (laughs) yes, absolutely, 100%. Bella, I mean, I complained a lot about Bella when we were doing our Twilight season, but Bella's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. She's smart. She's completely independent. She's a 17-year-old who basically could live on her own if she needed to. Mm -hmm. She does not need anyone except that, I think, and it's like I said, she's doomed to death. Right. And so that's the... That's where Edward comes in, but it doesn't... It's not because she's a a girl. No, nothing has to do with... Nope. That at all. 
And so Stephanie's like, you know what? She's just a human around vampires. And any human Uh, in this situation uh, is going to have the same problems. It's so true. It's so, so true. So we instead get a human in distress story. Love it. Bella becomes Bo. And Bo, just like Bella, is too consumed with his love interest. He really is. He's obsessed, and I will, like, totally mm-hmm. agree. Who freaking isn't? Mm-hmm. Who among us can raise their hand and be like, I was not obsessed with... No. Not this guy. We... Not that guy. <laughs> no, we all are. And think of it. Edward was so effing obsessed with Bella. Bo is super obsessed with Edith. It's mm-hmm. the way humans do. Yeah. <laughs> so this book is about the magic and obsession and frenzy of first love. Yeah. Uh, we have... A few exceptions to the swapping. Charlie and Renee. These make so much sense. When she explained this, I was like, absolutely, 100%. This makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And her reason for this is because this book takes place in 1980. Bo was born in 1987. And this is still a problem we have today with uh, custody typically goes to the mother, regardless of her circumstance or the father's circumstance. It's a huge, huge problem. Uh, And we should fix it. Yeah. Because even though Charlie had a stable job and income, he had a house. Uh, Yeah. He was very involved in his community. Oh, my gosh. And Renee had... Nothing. None, zero, zero, zero across the board. She still got yeah. custody. And that was, that's, that's just par for a course. Mm-hmm. So it was dumb. And, but you have to do it. It makes sense. There's no way, she, if she had left, and this is another thing, if she had left Bella or Bo with Charlie, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. Because mm-hmm. Bella would have been like, it would, her life would have been completely different. She would have been well taken care of and well cared for and well loved. Yeah. Do you think that having had a different childhood and therefore having, like, different senses of self and security and confidence, do you think her and Edward would have been better off? Or do you think it's because of those things that they are drawn to each other? No. mm -mm. I think that they would have ended up together no matter what. Mm Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have been such a long, hard haul. Maybe Edward wouldn't have had to leave. Uh-huh. He wouldn't have had to leave and because Bella wouldn't have been so... And this is another thing. I got a great email from one of our listeners a couple weeks ago. And she talked a lot about how I was a little harsh on Bella. Of course I was harsh on Bella. She was a big, dumb idiot. And she made a bunch of stupid choices. And everybody followed her to her dumb choices. But this listener was very smart. And I will. I will... Uh, I want to actually, like, talk about this on another type of episode. Mm -hmm. But um, Bella wouldn't have made those choices if she had grown up feeling loved and appreciated and taken care of. Mm -hmm. She only made those choices because she wanted to not bother anybody, which was the entire goal of her entire life from morning till night every single day was like, I'm not going to bother anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a burden. And so every choice that she made was because that was in her head constantly. I also feel like Edward being so protective of her and telling the rest of his family to keep their distance and things mm-hmm. also played a big part because I feel like if Bella was able to 
for example, get to know Carlisle better and how just a better understanding of vampire Mm -hmm. culture and the way that vampires behave. She had no idea. She would have understood the situation much more clearly. Absolutely. She had no idea what she was getting into. And Edward came from a place of protecting her, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't needed. You don't need to protect Bella. Yeah. And that is a huge thing that I want to stress. Mm -hmm. Bella does not and did never need protecting, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. She takes care of herself. Yeah. And so this big misconception that she's weak Mm -hmm. and a damsel in distress is so wrong. She's so, she's so independent. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, A couple other things that we learn in the foreword are just the ways that Bo and Bella differently express yeah. their they They ish. talk differently. <laughs> so I, I always talked about how Twilight is just Bella's very, very, very weirdly well-written diary, because mm-hmm. it's written first person, and Bo is uh, not as flowery. No, he he's like, what ofs about yeah. a lot of stuff. He writes, he just like <laughs> talks about things the way they are. He's He's not as verbose yeah. as Bella. He's also a lot more physically brave with mm-hmm. Edith than mm-hmm. Bella ever oh, was Oh, I know. The way he, is like, rubs her hand with his thumb. I got a yeah. little bit of butterflies there. Yeah. He's always touching her. Uh-huh. He's a lot braver. Yes. Um, Bella was always afraid to touch Edward, and Bo is like, hmm, I just want to see how you feel. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cute. And he talks about that. He talks about mm-hmm. how he wants to touch her and stuff. It's really sweet. Yeah, and also Bo's just, him and Edith have a little bit of a more playful mm-hmm. relationship, and they jokey joke with each other. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. It is nice. It's a nice, uh, refreshing, and when you read Midnight Sun and Twilight, you kind of get this thing where you see that they're joking and they're having fun with each other, but it's harder to tell and mm-hmm. it's harder to read yeah. than, uh, than life and death. Mm-hmm. So it's great. It's beautiful. I love the foreword. I read it like four times because I was like, this is the sweetest little letter to her readers. Yeah, and she ends it with, thank you for reading, thank you for being a part of this world, and thank you for being such an amazing and unexpected source of joy Mm -hmm. in my life for the last decade. Much love, Stephanie. Lovely. Beautiful. Thank you, Stephanie. So, as I was taking my notes, I... It was really hard for me not to make a comment about every paragraph like we usually do in our episodes. <laughs> really, really hard. <laughs> um, so I, instead of trying to point out all the differences, I tried to point out um, like good changes that I enjoyed and things that I was happy yes. that stayed the same. Me, yeah, me too. I didn't write very many notes because I really wanted to just embrace because I'd never read it before. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to just embrace this book and read it for what it is. I wrote an essay at the end of my chapters. Perfect. And then there were a few notes that I wrote in the middle because I thought that things were funny. Yeah. And cute. Um, so Stephanie Meyer <laughs> had written about eight more books between writing Twilight and writing Life and Death. I didn't know that. Right? Because if you have New Moon, Eclipse, yeah. Breaking Down, The Short Second Life, The Host. Oh my gosh. So there's... Cool. She has a lot more experience oh, yeah. with writing. Absolutely. And it totally, totally shows. You can 100% tell. That was one of the things I said to Emily the other day when I was like... I had to cover my mouth because I was like, I can't talk about this. <laughs> but you can tell. A lot of people complain about the writing in Twilight, which mm-hmm. I just think is stupid because just enjoy a book. Mm-hmm. But... um. 
the the writing is much better. Mm-hmm. It's much more. Uh, it's tighter, and mm-hmm. the, it's more. It's, it feels better to read. Yeah, I I really want someone who has not read Twilight to read Life and Death. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. And to chat with them about it. I should have Mark do it because yeah. I bet he'd like it. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing I have for the preface is that I am very glad they are still sauntering in the ballet studio. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I love those things that she kept that were like so funny and mm-hmm. cute. So chapter one, first sight, or as we like to call it, a whipping scent. A whipping scent. scent. <laughs> uh, we get a date at the top of the chapter. Interesting, huh? Yeah. It- is this his journal entry? I guess. You know? The entire twilight. It begins on January 17th, 2005. I love that so much. Uh, Renee still feels just yep. as gross to okay. me reading about her with Bo. I'll tell you. And it's almost a little bit worse yes. the way that he very clearly it's... understands what she has done. To me. <laughs> okay, and here's the thing. It's much worse. Mm-hmm. It's much worse. He goes into detail. It's not just like Bella. Bella's very gracious about Renee. Bella is like, she's my best friend. He says that too. But he goes into detail about how literally from barely walking childhood. Yeah, like after he, he was, was potty taking trained. care of Renee mm-hmm. as the adult in the family. And that is unacceptable it's not okay i get it she was a single mom it's still not okay to put adult roles onto a baby (laughs) it's not okay and he talks about it and i'm like is this something that stephanie meyer went through is this something that she had to deal with or saw or witnessed or i don't know because she she writes it so like heartbreakingly well Mm -hmm. that I'm just like this poor boy Mm -hmm. this poor sweet boy has been doing adult chores and activities yeah since he was a baby yeah I can't stand it well and I don't want people to get the wrong idea that we are insensitive to people who have been in these situations. Absolutely not. It's the fact that Renee is a fully functional adult. She just chooses yeah. to not take on these responsibilities, but she is fully capable of doing so. Absolutely. She just takes advantage of the fact that her children are a little bit more mature, maybe yeah. a little bit more responsible naturally, and just allows them yeah. to carry all the entire burden of the household. I totally agree. It bothered me so much because Bo describes it so much more than Bella does. Mm-hmm. So it really bothered me. Yeah. Um, when Bella talks about how green Forks is, it's this very beautiful yeah. paragraph that we read in our previous episode. And Bo just goes, it, it was, was probably beautiful or something. <laughs> He's, he's really funny, you guys. Mm-hmm. He's a dude. And you know what? I think that's an interesting thing. Stephanie Meyer obviously is very into traditional gender norms. Yes. Like, she she did not want to put any femininity into Bo. Mm-hmm. And so she changed a few things like that. And I talk about this in greater detail in a little while. Me too. But she made sure that he's a dude. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we come to realize that Bo has an unfortunate oh, name. You guys, he has 
uh, the worst name. Bo, good name. Bo, great name. Really good. I'm into Bo. What's his name? Bo Fort. Oh, don't say it anymore. Bo, I can't even say it. It's so bad. It's the worst name I've ever heard. You need to bleep that out. (laughs) Bo How do you even, how is it even pronounced? Is it Beaufort? Beaufort. 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 Where does this name come from? What are the origins of this name? Beaufort. Somebody please explain to me this name. Please. Somebody (laughs) write to me. Send me something. Mm-hmm. Beaufort. Beaufort. Is Beaufort. It's a southern name. That's Beaufort. Mm-hmm. There's Beaufort over there. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, Beaufort. Beaufort. Could you, could you pick up the cows on the way in, Beaufort? Yeah. Like, it's the worst name I've ever... I'm sorry if we have any people listening who are named Beaufort, but... Tell us how you feel about your name, though, I feel for bad now. for you, and I want to take you into my life and pay for your name change. Yeah, sure. Beaufort. Beaufort. Um, I don't know if it's just because I read Twilight so many times that all of their names seem okay, but all of the new names I just kind of get stuck on. Do you? Edith? Good. Edith is fine. Eleanor? Good. I like the name Eleanor. Jessamine? Jessamine Jessamine reminds me of Renesmee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jessamine is just another version of Renesmee, which I, I've already talked about. I like Renesmee. I think it's fine. I think it's <laughs> I fine. Think Jessamine is fine. I just don't know that I would choose it. <laughs> and then we have Royal. I know a guy named Royal. And we have so Archie. I think it's a pretty cool name. But Archie is like, Archie is like the guy at the soda, at the soda's place who mm-hmm. like pours the sodas and is like, hey, uh, number 10, your soda's up. And he chucks it across Thanks, the bar. Archie. Thanks, Archie. And maybe that's what Archie is. Maybe Archie's know. a little more silly than Alice was. Maybe. I just, <laughs> I'm having a hard time, get, like I said, I'm having a hard time getting into these <laughs> names specifically. Funny. Um, apparently, our guy, Bo, does not use a strawberry scented no, shampoo. He uses nice laundry detergent. I'm calling the chief of police. <laughs> Call the police. Um, right now. How dare you. That's an Take important away. part of Twilight. <laughs> we only said strawberry shampoo 500 <laughs> times. That's the only shampoo she has. And we talked about it. The Costco Bella size. Bella sent her with all those, she, all those stupid shampoo bottles. Uh, so I miss, I miss my strawberry shampoo. No, he used some gain though. And I like, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. Gain yeah. is very important to me. Good, <laughs> good. good. All right. So. Oh, wait, hold on. I didn't. So what I said was, I didn't think I could dislike Renee anymore, but here we are. Mm -hmm. And it is much more spelled out and talked about in the book than Twilight. And then I wrote, Beaufort? Really? It's the worst name I've ever heard. And then I wrote, I love the descriptions of the Collins and the way. Oh, I loved this. He's super attracted to Edith. Uh Uh-huh. He mentions that royal would probably be attractive to the female population of Forks. Yeah, so, but he's not in love with Royal the way that Bella is in love with Rosalie. Correct. He still thinks, he's he, he understands, he appreciates Royal, mm-hmm. but he's, like, super attracted to Edith. He's yeah. like, whoa, she's gorgeous. Which yeah. I don't, I don't really get that from Bella. Right. About Edward. So I like that. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. think it's cute. Um, Bo mentions in a couple chapters later 
that all of the people at his previous school all seemed to have a type yeah. that they were interested in and that he never really understood that. Oh, I love this. But it this. wasn't until he saw Edith that he, he was like, realized oh. that that specific shade of hair was his favorite and the color of her eyes is his favorite and the way uh, that her cheekbones look are his favorite. Up like, to, Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Which he, is really cute. He thinks she's just gorgeous. Yes. So, open book. Um... The thing that I really noticed through this chapter is that she, Stephanie Meyer's making her point very well in that gender really doesn't have anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that people are just people and that personality traits and preferences and interests right. are person-specific, not gender-specific. I love that, too. So the Jessica character is named Jeremy, mm-hmm. and he's just as annoying and obnoxious and superficial as Jessica was. Uh-huh. And Eric is Erica mm-hmm. and she's just Erica and Alan is uh what's her face Angela, Angela mm-hmm. just as good of a human being as Angela mm-hmm. was like such a good friend so and I really like it and Michaela even more obnoxious than Mike truly <laughs> like really she's obnoxious yeah but it was interesting because obviously these group of like five people that we get to know are kind of they take on stereotypes of mm-hmm. high schooler students. Yeah. And as reading them swapped, you do know both the nerdy girl and the nerdy boy. Absolutely. It's like, it just, gender has nothing to do with it's it. It's really cool. Um, Bo gets to yes. do a culinary internship. <laughs> he does it. Just like Bella does. And he's great at it mm-hmm. because he had to cook his whole life because <laughs> I'm sure like Bell, like uh, R- Renee was poor mm-hmm. so it's not like they were going out all the time like he had to learn how to cook he was like mm-hmm. well if we're gonna eat I guess I have to make something so he figured out how to cook and he, he did it and he's like well uh Charlie doesn't do it either so I guess I'm cooking here too yeah <laughs> and it first annoyed me when Bella did it but then Mickey my friend Mickey was like no, some people just really enjoy doing that for people. And I was like, oh, you're completely right. Mm-hmm. Like, because my friend Frank loves to cook for people. Mm-hmm. And Mickey loves to make food for people. And my mother-in-law loves it. So I'm like, yeah, Bo just really likes to do that. It's part of who he is and it's something he's good at. And he can take care of his dad by that way. Yeah. And there's really no other way to take care of Charlie. No, he doesn't need anything nope. else. Nope. Um... The biggest thing that I am happy to tell you guys is that Charlie is still in love with Dr. Cullen <laughs> as if he could outrun my OTP. Oh my heck no. He still literally was like, it's a good thing she's married. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. And I think he that is it. so funny that Stephanie Meyer had to admit that he's in love with Carlisle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say it outright, but she says it. It's Plain with her words to me. in this book, it is so clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that so much. And you know what? I love what a sincere and sweet human being Bo is. Mm-hmm. Like, he just... And Bella is, too. Mm-hmm. She's a s- sincere human being. And Bo is not... There's nothing fake about him. He doesn't have, like, some fake error about him he doesn't care about being popular he doesn't in fact he doesn't want any attention and he's just sweet and nice and he wants to be fine and he wants to just kind of do his thing uh he's obviously insecure but he's confident about himself too Mm -hmm. and you know what he has he's 
got a few bow brags in here. A bow brag. He does some bow brags. <laughs> He's yeah. talking about how he already knows this stuff. He studied this. He took AP whatever. Mm-hmm. He's he's. He's bow bragging it up, and yeah. I love it. Good for him. Yes, very cute. <laughs> I do want to mention one thing. It's when he is staring at Edith. He he's looking for a flaw. Oh, and he lists things like having a eyebrow hair out of place, <laughs> or a pore in your skin, or perhaps acne. And I just want to remind you, Bo, that there is nothing wrong with any of those things. <laughs> They're not flaws. That's just what humans it's have. It's just literally a human body. You can notice and that she doesn't have any human yes. qualities, but don't say that they are flaws are wrong that is so smart emily like i we our stupid society okay this is this is something i'm gonna touch on for just a sec that you brought it up our society is obsessed with appearance obviously Mm -hmm. and i want everybody to take a second and think and listen to my words and put them into your heart all of these made-up flaws like I'm too big, I'm too small, I'm too, I have too much hair, I don't have enough hair, uh, I have weird eyes, I have bad skin, I have da 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 da. Every single thing that is like that was told to you by somebody who will make money from you feeling that way. Yep, it's all just mm-hmm. a scam so that you'll buy stuff. Yep. So if you think to yourself... Oh, my mustache. Oh, Emily's mustache fell off. If you think to yourself, my mustache keeps falling off. I have to buy a new mustache. How am I going to get a wife? Think to yourself, think, then your next thought should be, uh, who's going to make money from me putting a new mustache on my face? And you will no longer care about wanting a new mustache yeah. anymore. F you mustache makers. I'll do fine with a bare lip. Because guess what? Some humans have bare lips. Some humans have hairy lips. Human bodies, okay, first of all, human bodies... Really gross. So gross. Disgusting. (laughs) Stinky, sweaty, smelly, oily, gross Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Unless we are constantly spending money and time doing things to change it. And Mm -hmm. guess what? I'm sick of doing things to change it. Mm -hmm. I won't ever be stinky around you guys, I promise. But I won't won't do a lot of other things to try to make you comfortable Mm -hmm. about my appearance. I just won't. (laughs) You shouldn't have to. Yep. Uh, Okay, chapter three. Phenomenon. phenomenon. Um, this I made a note. Oh. Uh, both uh, talking about how Charlie put chains on his oh tires so that he could drive through the icy roads, um, and he says I probably should have been the one putting chains on his tires oh. if I could figure out how to do that, and that's kind of the same thought that Bella had, mm-hmm. but Bo suddenly realizes what he's thinking and this he is goes. So- introspective of mm-hmm. Bo and it's a shift yeah and I love it yeah he goes or at least I should have helped him with the chore it wasn't his job except that actually it kind of was yes. he was a parent he was taking care of me his son and that's how it worked in books and on tv oh. and I like that he is aware yes. of this Bella has no, no awareness no, no, no. to this Bella notices those tires on her on her truck and that they have chains on them and she starts to cry Mm -hmm. like she gets very very emotionally because she is not as self-aware as Bo as Bo is she just thinks to herself 
oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do with the fact that somebody did something for me. Mm-hmm. And Bo instead goes, oh man, I should have done that. Or at least I should have helped. Or wait a minute. No. It's okay that Charlie did this He's for my me. dad. Mm-hmm. And he should be doing that for me. And I love that. Stephanie Meyer. Mm-hmm. Girl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, and then when the <laughs> when the van almost hits Bo and Edith's does a swan dive across the parking lot to save him, if you'll remember, Edward says a swear. Edward says a swear under his breath. That's an entire episode of ours. <laughs> Edith doesn't. Nope. She just says, Cause she's "Come a, on." Because she's a lady. She's a lady, and she's ladies a don't lady. swear. Wait. No. Ah, no 1918 lady would swear. Mm-mm. No nice upper middle class Chicagoan lady from 1918 would say a swear. No. No. Edward so, would, though. Edward does, though. And I, I missed it. I love that about Edward. <laughs> um, apparently, chapter four, I didn't write a single a thing down. I think I did. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if I wrote anything. Oh, I wrote a huge thing on chapter oh, okay. three. Okay, more chapter three. Okay. So I said, okay, I absolutely love that the genders are switched. I think this is where I finally got to where I was like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I imagine that Bo is a tallish, handsome guy and Edith is smaller than him, so it makes it super cool to me that she's so strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo mentioned earlier that she's obviously a fantasy and he's so boring. And I adore that the girl is the strong one like Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like I felt a lot of like, she's this cute, small, skinny little girl, but she's like saving him from dying. Yeah. And I love that. And I also love that Bo doesn't have any complex. Oh no, he doesn't care at all. At he's all. like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, she's obviously not human and I don't know what she is, mm-hmm. but man, that's cool. Like he likes it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's very like Xander-ish where in Buffy, Xander gets to the point where he's like, this is my role. I'm not the strong one. I'm not the magical one. I'm just me. Mm-hmm. And I think Bo immediately gets there. Yeah. Uh, so then I'm like, so now I sort of wish that this is how it had been written initially, but I don't think it would have been anywhere near as popular because in the mid to late 2000s, women really obviously because it was so popular, needed a story where they felt like they could find a partner who would raise them up to perfection the way that Edward did with Bella. And having a woman have to make a man perfect is just the same old bullshit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing fantastical about that because Because it happens happens every every day. day. (laughs) So that's my hot take because uh, it is so normal and accepted that women are constantly the ones who come in and make a man better and save him. Mm -hmm. That it's just so boring. It's so done. Mm -hmm. And to have, but to have Edward and I know a lot of people are like, oh well he had to rescue her, but that's not what happened. He was fighting fate. Yeah, he didn't she have had to rescue to die. her. She was supposed to die. Uh-huh. He's just stubborn. And he is he's getting her. He's the partner who is doing the emotional labor and moving her up to the perfection. because uh, Bella had a lot of issues. And I and in that I think that it, it is kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie Meyer did a good job of of doing that to where it's like 
well, that girl needs her manic pixie dream boy, mm-hmm. who was Edward, yeah, to come in, and he's perfect, and he's quirky, and he's whatever, 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 and he's the one who teaches Bella how to be a better person, and I think that's why it was so popular, mm-hmm. was because... While this is the, still the same story and it's great, we're so sick of it. Mm-hmm. We need the other thing to happen, and that's why Stephanie Meyer was so so wildly popular. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I want you guys to understand what I'm saying. Do so you anyway. catch on my drift? Um. So number four, invitations. Hold on. Let me see if I wrote about chapter four. Oh, I did. Okay. So Emily didn't write. She didn't write anything about <laughs> chapter four, but I out. did. I said. <laughs> It's interesting and disappointing to know that when Edward did this to Bella, okay, but what happens in chapter four? So this is where everyone keeps asking Bo out to the dance. Okay. And, okay. Um, and Edith puts him in a situation where he's going to have to encounter it again yes i don't know if that would be what you're referring to well let's just see i said so it's interesting and disappointing to know that when edward did this to bella everyone called it manipulating and gaslighting but seeing edith do it it would be seen as tricking and using feminine wiles i wonder which one would be more acceptable also i hear a lot about how cringe culture is dead and i sort of see it but people still still give me grief about loving twilight even though they know nothing about it mm-hmm. um i don't know why i got like triggered or whatever uh i don't Is know this what and their conversation in that. the hall at the hospital Yes, that's what it is. Because that also mm-hmm. happened. This chapter starts yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, that's what i was talking about cuz she so he Edward was like you didn't see anything. You didn't do anything. I wasn't there. I don't know what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, well, he's manipulating her and he's being gaslighting. But with Edith, it's like, uh, she's just using her feminine wiles to get him to agree with. And I think that's bullcrap. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think this is very well written. And it's so cool to see the different ways that it happens, the way that it plays out, because... Mm-hmm. She's a girl. Yeah. And he's a guy. Mm -hmm. And our society teaches us that we have to do things differently in order to get the same same outcome. Yep. All right. So chapter five. Blood type. Blood type. Remember how much we loved this chapter? (laughs) Yes. And to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying, a note that I made about just kind of this chapter as a whole Uh is that with Edward, his behavior seemed very confusing to Bella. Yeah. But with Edith. Bo perceives it as being cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting he does. turn. Yeah, and that's like the feminine wiles that I was talking about. Like yeah. he's like, she's mean and horrible. Yeah, because Edward was like super distanced mm-hmm. and whatever, and Bella's like, you're so confusing mm-hmm. because your mood shifts from one to the other. Yeah, she's like, and... just tell me what's happening. And with Bo, he's like she is just trying to be mean to me. Mm-hmm. He he understands. Yes. Uh, she's not, he's not just like, oh, this is confusing. You're mean to me. He's like, no, you are being yeah. mean. And that goes back to the fact that we expect men to just be mean because it's a man thing, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How dumb. Yep. Not all men are mean. I hope and not all women are Not all women kind. are. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Edith 
Stills, the lemonade cap oh, from Bo at lunch in this chapter. She plays with that lemonade cap forever, and Bo mm-hmm. notices it a lot. Bella didn't really notice, Mm-mm. but Bo is like, she's playing with my lemonade lid. Mm-hmm. She's spinning it around <laughs> and around. <sighs> we go to class, and apparently we're oh. still into non-consensual it's student It's even pumping. worse in this book than it was in Twilight. <sighs> it's gross. It's the worst. It's horrible. It's horrifying it's like this is the part of the book that's a horror story <laughs> yeah i hate the it classroom so child the blood dripping off of the card the teacher just grabbing the kid's hand and poking it I no it thank so you much. Uh, <laughs> i could have done without that okay okay you wrote you wrote i you i quote <laughs> I have a weak vesovagal system. You can Google it. That was so very funny. into anatomy terms. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and they, so he goes, uh, I don't know. Edith goes, you faint at the sight of blood. And, and then he's like, uh. <laughs> and she goes, it's not even your own blood. And he goes, I have a weak vasovagal system. It's just a neurally medicated or mediated syncope. <laughs> and then she cracks up. And then uh, they walk into the office. Uh-huh. And she goes, he's having a neurally mediated syncope. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. I yeah. was like, dude, Edith is my girl. I totally would have done that. Yeah, they're they're just a lot more playful with each other. <laughs> and they so make fun of each other a little bit. And it's oh, really good. It's so funny. And then at the bottom of the page, um, Bo is talking. He goes, and a grandfatherly old man, the school medic, looked up from a novel, shocked, as Edith hauled me into the room. Did he notice that when she leaned me against the cot, she half lifted me into place? <laughs> the crackly paper complained as she pushed me down with one hand against my chest, then turned and swung my feet up onto the vital <laughs> mattress. And I was like, OMG, Edith, have some chill. No, You're like half his size, mm-hmm. and it's fine, but... People are going to notice you're being weird. <laughs> I was like 0.5 expecting her to just swing him into her arms yes. and walk him into I the I was waiting for that. And hospital. I was reading this chapter and Ari was sitting next to me. She kept talking to me. And I was like, honey, you have to be quiet because I have to see if Edith just picks up a bow. <laughs> or like fireman carries him or like backpacks him. <laughs> so funny. Um, I know you guys are all curious. Edith has a calming CD. Absolutely. She sat out there with her calming CD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really good. And then um, just another line that I really liked. Um, Bo's talking about Edith and how she just kind of seemed to be mm. above everyone else. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I couldn't compete with that and I didn't need to. She was special. Uh, and this is page 82. Yes. And I... I look what I did. Mm-hmm. I underlined that exact line mm-hmm. because it's so important. And I wrote, "Yes, smash those norms." I mean, he's like, "I wondered if I it was supposed to bother me that she was so much stronger than I was, but I hadn't been insecure about things like that for a long time." Mm-hmm. And it, and then this is really cool. This is where Bo shows his insecurities. He says, "Ever since I'd outgrown my bullies." I'd been fairly well satisfied. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd like to be coordinated, but it didn't bother me that I wasn't good at sports. I didn't have time for them anyway, and they'd always seemed a little childish. Why get so worked up about a bunch of people chasing a ball around? So he was bullied mm-hmm. as a kid, 
So think of this little kid who's having to be the other parent and he's being bullied at school and mm-hmm. you know Renee is not taking care of that. Like it's the 90s. Well, she might go in and yell about how <sighs> someone once. Maybe, but, <laughs> but it's the 90s and she's working and she's yeah. whatever and she doesn't care. Uh, so he goes, so this girl was so the small girl was stronger than I was a lot, but I was willing to bet she was stronger than everyone else I knew, kids and adults alike. She could take Schwarzenegger in his prime, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. I couldn't compete with that, and I didn't need to. She was special. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yep. Good job. Great job. What else? That's all I have for this chapter. Oh, I might have written a thing. I don't know if I did. I didn't on all of them, but I did on most of them. Nope. Okay. okay. Um, Scary Stories is pretty much the exact same chapter. Yeah. Um, I kind of skimmed through it. Yeah, the only thing (laughs) I noticed is that no one is looking up through their eyelashes at anyone else. Nobody is. I don't... Edith doesn't do that. Nobody's doing a a long blink. (laughs) No. Nobody's doing an eyelash look. No. Yeah, it's interesting. It's weird. Yeah, only Edward... With the eyelash looking. <laughs> Edith doesn't one. have that. Edward's the only one that gets that. Mm-hmm. You're the only one, buddy. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> um, do you have anything for the chapter? I might. Let me see. Oh, yeah. I wrote, female wolf pack for the effing win. Yeah. I love, love when she said, sisters, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, snap. Like, it's all girls mm-hmm. and probably like one boy yeah you know whoever Liam. Liam's yeah is that his name <laughs> I don't know I'm but I was just decided. like I effing love the idea of a female wolf pack yeah very excited to see, uh, and I don't really get to see it huh nope dang it mm-hmm. I would love to see those women mm-hmm. ripping out of their clothes <laughs> running around in a sports bra mm-hmm and some booty shorts. Booty shorts. Some biking shorts. Oh, just hot with their short hair because Samantha, Sam, uh-huh, yeah. already short hair. Yeah. Like, I just was like drooling. <laughs> I was like, this is my aesthetic in, in entirely. Like, these hot, athletic, like short hair women who mm-hmm. are just so strong into that. Yeah. I loved it. Um, next chapter Nightmare. It is a nightmare. Bo has this dream about Edith. Yes. And it's the same dream that uh, that Bella had about Edward. <clears throat> but Bo describes Edith the way she's dressed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, Edith, please always dress like this. Because mm-hmm. it is gown. the sexiest thing. <laughs> it's like this long, slinky, black, really, really low-cut dress. Mm-hmm. And he's just like having this dream about her yep and i'm like dang she needs to wear that (laughs) if you want to you should (laughs) um i wrote that uh Bo says to himself i was sitting in my room researching vampires what was wrong with me as i myself was sitting in my room researching vampires (laughs) nothing we have that in common normal yeah (laughs) And then, um, to go back to what you said about Stephanie Meyer making sure that we know that Bo yeah, is very masculine, he does not read Jane Austen. So he's not going to read Jane Austen. He reads 
20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is boring. Boring. And it's not boring because I'm a girl. It's boring because it's boring. Yeah. You know what's funny and interesting? Hmm. Jane Austen. Yeah. It's funny. And I didn't know that. For a long time, I was like, this is boring. And then my friend Penny was like, no, read it again. It's funny. And mm-hmm. I read it again, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so funny. <laughs> I think Bo would love Jane Austen. TV Quaich. So I thought that was dumb. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, that's all I have for that chapter. Uh, let me see if I wrote anything. Nope, I didn't. Awesome. Okay, you guys. We're going to Port Angeles. Oh, Port Angeles. I wrote a lot about this. <laughs> I wrote more about this than the other. Okay. Um, the first one comes into play after we meet the four dudes and the two girls. So mm-hmm. do you have anything before that? No. Okay. So in Twilight, um, it is just four men yeah. that Bella runs into. Yeah. In Life and Death, it is uh, four men still plus two women. So weird. Um, and my thought was just why not make it four women, especially if you're going to add guns into oh, the mix the um, it's the weirdest thing a woman can pull a trigger just as easily as a man can mm-hmm. and it's interesting to add a drug yeah being into it too instead of just a group of four women who have had too much to drink and one of them happens to be a rapist which does happen uh so much so and I don't understand I have, why she had to add all these extra elements into this scene. Yeah, so I I have so many words to say about that. Mm-hmm. As you can look. Oh my. As you can probably <laughs> guess. Yeah. So, let's talk about the glaring difference here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to start. We're, we're already like so far. This is going <laughs> to be a okay. long episode, it's fine. Bella was almost killed by a literal serial killer who wanted to assault and kill her because she is a small, vulnerable woman. Mm-hmm. That was very important to that story. Yeah. Like, that was a huge, huge part of the plot. Well, because those are the exact people that Edward spent 10 years yes. of his life trying to I know. get rid of. And I don't know much about Edith, but... Okay, so, okay, but, so Bo, on the other hand, because he is a man, was almost killed by a woman, but guess why this woman almost killed him? She was afraid of him. And he saw something that he shouldn't have, and she was afraid that he would tell. And also was afraid that he was a cop. So she thought that he was a police officer and had seen her doing something illegal, and so was going to kill him because she didn't want to get caught. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, word yeah, for word, just what you a, just exactly yeah. said. This is absolutely one of the most telling differences in the gender switch. Yes. In both circumstances, the woman was still the one who was afraid. Mm-hmm. Insane. Amazing. Please pay attention to this, you guys. This makes the entire rescue and everything that happens after it tonight in mm-hmm. Port Angeles so different Mm -hmm. because okay Edward saw in his mind Mm -hmm. these men raping and killing the girl that he's in love with yes um which explains his reaction Mm -hmm. which explains why he's like I have to kill that guy um Edith saw a murder of Mm self-preservation like this woman was not killing Edward for her own 
sexual gratification, which that other man was going to do. Yeah. He, she was going to kill Edward so that she didn't kill get in trouble. Bo. Or Bo. Yeah. So that she didn't get in trouble. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. It's so, so interesting. Uh, I also said not to mention that there isn't even a tinge of apprehension about Bo's friends leaving him there with Edith. Yeah. <laughs> which really bothered me too in Twilight was that her friends were like, okay, I'll leave you here with these guys. And I was like freaking out. But when I read this and his guy friends were like, oh, okay, uh, we'll just, we'll go see the movie mm-hmm. and you can hang out with Edith. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't have one moment of like, oh, why are you leaving your friend? Yeah. No, yeah. never. I had it's that same thing. It's such a huge difference between the way that we see men and the way that we see women. Yeah. And it, I, it's so weird. I want to like have a conversation with Stephanie Meyer. I want to be like, why did you make it two women and four? I want to be like, why, why did this, why is this what? different? Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be different. No. It could have been that these women were like, there or one mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill him. But it's like, I don't know. It's so bizarre. I know enough about true crime to know that women do not serial kill the same way that men do. Mm-hmm. It's different. They do it differently. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean this needed to be a different story. Correct. So it's just interesting. And I'd love to hear why she did it. I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that she's very into normal gender things and that Mm -hmm. she would never ever think that a woman would be interested in brutally raping and killing a man which she might be right that's not really something that happens very often it's very 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 rare but and so it might have just seemed a little bit too ridiculous but it also is like maybe it would have been that much more to like push edith over the edge yeah to want to kill them Mm-hmm. Well, and especially it validates people like men who have gone through absolutely things like that. Too. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, pretty cool, pretty <clears throat> interesting. Yep. Um, this is a chapter where Bo keeps his hand on Edith's for a long time. <laughs> no, he just touches her. He just puts his hand there. Are you still? Are you still in chapter? Eight? Chapter eight. Yeah. Yeah. He makes a touch here and a touch there and a touch all around. <laughs> he and reaches so across much and just leaves it there. And she's like, moves it away, and he's like, No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> he just Goes puts in his hand again. I love that. Yep. We learn why there's no looking through the lashes. It's because Edith does a hypnotizing dimple instead. She has those dimples. Emily has those dimples. Hypnotizing. I mean. Also, LOL at Bo taking the scarf. And he just wraps, 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 wraps. So he has like so much scarf around his neck. And then when he goes to take it off later, he's like. funny. Can't get it off because we wound it up so many times. I really, really love that so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> chapter uh, nine. Chapter nine. Theory. Good chapter. There's more and more hand touching. <gasps> and not just a touch, but a grab. A grab. A hold. A caress. Yeah. Like I'm gonna rub my thumb against your hand, which is very. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy the things mm-hmm. you can do without social anxiety. <laughs> Imagine. I can't. Oh no. <laughs> he when he gets home though. Oh no, let's talk about the drive home first. Um 
They say the word vampire. Yes. They say it. Bella doesn't ever say it in the mm-hmm. book, does she? So I was reading it, and I, I had to go back mm-hmm. and see if he actually said it. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, read, 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 and then I was like, wait a minute, did he say it? Went back two pages. He literally says vampire, and Edith does not respond. Mm-hmm. Like, so he says vampire, mm-hmm. and then Edith just goes, when the car just goes so fast. Yes. <laughs> So she does not respond, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, I love that Belle also specifically asks Edith to tell him what <laughs> happened with the van. Yes. Um, he specifically says, so everything I thought I saw that day with the van, that all happened for real. You caught the van. Mm-hmm. And she says, yes. I think that's very cool, too. Mm-hmm. She she does tell him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Belle asks her... Like, so you're super strong, so could you, like, lift 5,000 pounds? Is this a dude thing? I guess. <laughs> and Edith's like, oh, yes, as if you could outlift me, bro. I seriously. Don't even try it. And then she goes, I'm pretty sure that Eleanor could lift, like, an entire mountain if she wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Just, but, like, Bella would have benefited from having these like specific uh, yeah numbers because yes. she that would have made sense to her because she would have been like oh shit a mountain yeah <laughs> like okay yes. i really don't have to worry about you literally oh my gosh um and then i just wrote down the change in the line of the about mm. three things i was absolutely mm-hmm. positive um it becomes there were a few things that i knew for sure for one, Edith was an actual vampire. For another, there was a part of her that saw me as food. Mm. But in the end, none of that mattered. All that mattered was that I loved her more than I'd ever imagined it was possible to love anything. She was everything I wanted, the only thing I would ever want. Oh my gosh. Wait, a few minutes before he goes upstairs and yeah. does that, Charlie goes, um, what's with the scarf? And he's like, oh, I forgot my jacket, so my friend gave it to me. Uh-huh. And then Charlie goes... Looks pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Charlie, man. <laughs> He's great. All right. Chapter 10. Chapter 10. Interrogation. Interrogations. <laughs> um, aren't you going to ask me about my diet? <laughs> yes. Um, Edith says the line, when someone tells you they drink blood you're supposed to get upset make a cross with your fingers throw holy water <laughs> run away screaming that sort of thing which i really liked necklace of garlic yeah <laughs> and then there's a moment um probably after what that is um he's talking about how it's so gloomy outside and mm. typically that would be horrifying mm-hmm. but he just says there was something better than sunshine <gasps> that's really sweet this yeah. literally before this sunshine was the only thing he wanted he yep. wanted a hot dry beach he wanted sun in the morning and now mm-hmm. he's like nope this is better also mm-hmm. he notices when he gets in the car that she's wearing just, just a pale lavender sweater with the sleeves pushed up you know those Edith slash Edward types. They don't like pants. So, yeah. That's what's going on here. And I kept, I was like, maybe he talks about her pants or her skirt or her shorts. Nope. Just a, Just a sweater. Sweater. With sleeves pushed yep. up. Mm-hmm. And then he's funny because he's like, he doesn't want to wear 
Royals jacket. Yeah. And he doesn't want to wear uh, Archie's scarf anymore. Yeah. Which I'm like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's my the person I like, I would 100%. But if yeah. it's their sibling, mm-hmm. their big, scary sibling, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, thank you. And another thing that I thought about when that was mentioned is that... It has, like, an extra layer to it because then that thing smells like a human. Oh, and yeah. if you give that back to a vampire, mm. that's such a rude thing. It's so Like, rude. here's this really good smelling... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It might make you literally I murder know. someone. I know you can't eat gluten, but here's a cupcake anyway. I so smeared rude. it all over your favorite jacket. <laughs> so rude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Edith has, or uh, Bo offers to carry Edith's bag. Oh, he's so and funny. What she is in it? She slips it down her shoulder onto the very edge of her pinky before she <laughs> gives it to him. And he just, like, almost drops it because it's so heavy. He literally is like, do you bring your own cinder blocks to school? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, man, this is going to be funny when I find out what's in the backpack. We never, it's just a few extra things for Archie. Guys, literally, what is in that backpack? Is it cinder blocks? It must be. Why is it so heavy? I don't know. She's going to rip it. She doesn't care. <laughs> She'll just get a new one. Yes. I don't uh, understand why it's so heavy, though. I don't know. I don't get it. Cinder blocks. Why? Maybe Archie <laughs> has a time turner and he's taking every <laughs> class at Forksai oh. and it's all the books. Okay. Absolutely. I accept. <laughs> yeah. And then, do you have anything else for this one? I don't know. I don't know where I am in, in my book. Hold on a sec. Uh, before page Is 170. This... Oh, okay. Chapter 10? Nope, I didn't write anything about it. Cool. I liked it. So, the last chapter for today, Complications. Um, this is the... A uh, day where we watch TV oh, yeah. in class. <laughs> and Bo goes, things got weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, like, yeah, they did. It goes, and then suddenly, as the room went black, things got weird. <laughs> <laughs> things got super weird. Which, that <laughs> was so funny. acknowledging how weird it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bella just tries to play everything so cool. Yeah, and Bo is like, "What is this?" Out. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, Bo is wondering if the rest of the blings know that he knows, mm-hmm. and this is just another great line. He goes, "Had she told them that I knew?" Was I supposed to know that they knew that I knew? <laughs> what was the etiquette on vampire acknowledgments? Did a nod work? <laughs> just. Supping with the vampires. Yes. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, but then, Bo goes home, and he goes to bed, mm-hmm. and he has his dream. <laughs> this yes, is it. Yes, did, yep. This I didn't the... mention it because it's the same as uh, but it's the other, but very it's... very funny. Yeah. Because he's like, I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. when a guy has a wet dream and a girl has a wet dream it's a different experience <laughs> it's a very different uh anatomical experience true and for her to see that happen is so funny because he That's does it true. and then he's like what'd you what'd you do yes last night and he's like she's like not a chance there's no way I'm gonna tell you what I did last night I did not even she think picks about him Edith. up from mm-hmm. school and she goes how, how are you 
Are you tired? You good? You have a rough night? And he's like, I didn't sleep very well. And she's like, I know. That's so funny. Oh, that's it's really so good. funny and gross and weird. Because then he mentions how he wakes up and takes a shower. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to. Mm-hmm. You can't. If you're a guy, mm-hmm. there's a reason it's called a wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sorry to all of our young <laughs> listeners. I'm really sorry. But it's fine. I think you should know. Yep. I think sex education is very important. Mm-hmm. I've said that before. I'll say it again. Yeah. Um, this is also the day where Edith asks Bo every question she can think <laughs> to ask him. And so Bo goes, you haven't asked me what the most embarrassing thing <laughs> I've ever done is. And she's like, okay, well, what is it? And he's like, I'll be right back. It's going to take about five minutes. And he goes over. So this is when, what's Lauren's boy name? Uh, What's his name? Ben? No. no. Logan? No. no. I can't remember. Whoever, uh, Taylor, oh, instead yeah, yeah. of Tyler, okay, Tyler. thinks Taylor. that they're going to prom. Oh, and Edith has said that, like, <laughs> she already has her dress for prom, blah, blah, blah. So Bo's decided to just, like, like set it straight right now. And he does it in the most interesting way. Yeah. He instead does, puts on, like, this whole production of, like, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. I can't I can't be a pawn in your game. You're just gonna have to be with the one you really love as he like stares pointedly at Logan and then he like walks dramatically out of the room. It is really weird. It is, it's a weird it was a weird thing that I had to read like three times because I was like, wait, what is happening here? What is he doing? He's like he wants to to very like subtly mentioned that these two actually like each other and they're just not saying it while also getting out of like having to go to the dance and funny yeah and it's a cool bow thing to do yeah like it shows his personality very well where he's like i am not gonna deal with this i'm not gonna show up to prom in a few months and have her think that she's going with me yeah it's so good i like it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's (laughs) that's what i've got cool I don't think, nope, I didn't write anything else about chapter 11. So, um, it's really cool, you guys. I highly suggest reading it. It's mm-hmm. very fun. It's very interesting. A uh, lot of different layers because mm-hmm. of the gender differences. Yes. So, cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, we're going to finish the rest of this book's book next week um anyway this book is so great and it was so fun to read the like beginning of it and i'm excited to read the rest of it and see what happens because i don't know what happens and i was very brave and strong and i did not read the ending first that's a big deal you guys huge 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 it's the first time that i've ever gotten more than halfway through a book without reading the end first yeah you're gonna ever freak it's i'm excited i I know what happens but i'm like i don't know how and why and where and i'm very excited so awesome so thank you guys for remembering life and death with us (laughs) i'm mark i'm uh, elliot (laughs) (laughs) and we love you guys yes and we'll see you next week okay okay bye